Welcome sa Growpoint. Good morning sa tanan. Unya, karong Domingoha is what we call a Vision Sunday. We do this just once in every year. And ang ato ang desire, ang atong goal is that kitang tanan mahimong aware og unsa ang direction, unsa ang plano sa Ginoo para sa ato ang asimbahan. And when we say Growpoint Church, that's us. It's not the building, it's not the activities. Kita na ang church. Church is a group of people. And I will be talking about things that are very familiar to many of us today, but it's good to be reminded. It's good to hear it again. And I hope and pray nga teachable heart and mind to actually really listen and try to understand and own the mission and own the vision that God has given to the leadership of the church. I can guarantee you, I can give you the assurance that we did not just come up with these vision statements and mission statements. The mission statement itself, which states that we exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love, was um, written and come up by all the pastors and leaders of Grow Point as a whole. In fact, all the Grow Point churches around the Philippines carry the same mission statement. So we had a study, unsa gyud ang kabubuton sa Ginoo, unsay plano sa Ginoo, unsay purpose sa Ginoo sa simbahan, sa local church and sa church as a whole. And we realized that we kitang tanan individually and corporately, we exist ultimately to bring glory to our creator God. That's why we're here. Our purpose is to glorify God. Our purpose is not just to build a church, a big church, or a popular church. Some people dream of a mega church. That's not my dream. That, that's not the dream of Growpoint leadership as a whole. Our dream, our, our goal, our purpose is to glorify God. That's our purpose. We want to make Him known. We want His praise proclaimed. We want His name proclaimed. We want His will discovered by His people and obeyed and carried out in the lives of the individual Christians. Psalm 115 verse 6. The Bible says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let them praise the Lord. Magdaig diya sa ginoo. Maghatag og himaya diya sa ginoo. In Colossians chapter 1 verses 16 to 17, we're taught there nga, si Jesus Christ, part of the Godhead, the Son of God, was one nga nag-create sa ato ah. And gihimo, tinanin ng Bible, we were created through Him, and by Him, and notice this, and for Him. That, there goes our purpose sa ato kinabuhi. We are created by God, through God, I mean through Jesus, for Christ. Para ta ni Kristo. Dili ta para sa atong pangandoy. Dili ta para sa ubang mga kalibutanong butang. We are for the Lord. We were created through Him and by Him and for Him. That's why we're here. And in 1 Corinthians 10.31, wa nagini-ikyas, no? Basahara, good na. Tingnan ng Bible, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. Whatever you do. Do everything to glorify God. Whether magkaon man ka, do it to glorify God. To the very mundane thing, ngayon mong every day, 
do it for the glory of the Lord. Do not be deceived by your flesh. And flesh is very deceiving. Flesh is self-promoting, self-protective, okay, self-protecting. And on flesh will glorify self. You know you're doing things in the flesh, even when serving God in the ministry. If in the end you get proud, okay, you want to take the credit. Okay, a good test is kung nakikibuhat sa ministry o na nalimot ang mga tawag, pasalamat ni mo, how do you feel? Okay, mga ka nga, wala mong kong i-recognize, wala mong kong i-acknowledge, okay, wala man lagun lamang kong i-pasalamatan, okay, ang ginoo mong kay imuhang gibuhatan sa imuhang ministry. Okay, so, simply praise God sa iyahang kusog nga gihatag, sa opportunity nga gihatag, sa privilege nga gihatag nga makaserve ka sa iyahang. Now, that does not take the kuan pod kanyang responsibility from the others nga maging grateful po ta and, you know, extend an encouraging word to those who have volunteered, to those who are working in the Lord's work. So that's our mission statement. We exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. That's a general statement. Okay, if you look at there, ang mga three major elements nga nasa tong mission statement. The glory of God, And then the great commission of making disciples. That's the mission that God has entrusted to us. Gisugdan ni Jesus, gi-establish ni Jesus, okay? Gipundar ni sa iyahang ni Jesus o kauban sa iyang mga apostoles, kita na ang mapadayo ni ini. Manghimog mga tinunan sa tanang kanasuran, okay? Sa tanang people groups to be more accurate. And then the third element is love. And love there is taken from the great commandments. To love the Lord our God with all of our soul, mind, and strength. Okay, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And as we have learned a few Sundays ago, that standard has been raised by the Lord Jesus Christ. That we should love one another just as He has loved us. So let's look at our mission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. This is a very familiar passage sa kadaganan sa tuwa. Let me read it to you. Beginning in verse 18. Ningon si Jesus, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And based on that authority, that's why na ang word nga therefore, whenever you read sa Bible, maka-encounter mo sa word nga therefore, okay, be prepared. And know this, nga kanang following statement, ang basis ana is ang preceding statement. Jesus just said, all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. He has universal authority. And based on that authority, Jesus, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. The word nations there refer not to countries and organized nations. It refers to people groups. Go and make disciples of all people groups. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, here's the promise of God. I am with you always to the end of the age. We mentioned in our last, I mean two Sundays ago when we talked about the Great Commission. Preaching the gospel with urgency. That this is God's command. And there is no other option than to obey it. To disobey God's command is to sin against the Lord. And here when Jesus said, 
that the basis of this commission is his universal authority, refusal to obey the great commission means you are rebelling against his authority. You are a rebel in the eyes of King Jesus. So, ikaw magdumili ka nga mo, mo appeal sa pag tuman sa kasuguan nga manghimo tag mga tinunan, when you refuse to share the gospel, when you refuse to make disciples, you're rebelling against King Jesus. Because Jesus said, go and make disciples. And He said that based on His universal authority. So this is a command. If ginahan ka nga, ang ginoo, mahimot ni mo, makahatag o himaya ang imong kinabuhi sa iyahang, sa iyaha, then kinalang sundo na to ni, tumana na to ang iyang sugo to make disciples. Unsa may motivation. It's not fear. It's not so that i-bless ka sa ginoo. It's not so that, you know, i-grant sa ginoo ang imong mga earthly desires, imong mga dreams in life. The motivation is because you love God. You see, it Jesus Christ and John. If you love God, you will keep His commandments. If you love Him, you will willingly and joyfully obey whatever He commands you to do. Love should be our motivation. That's why in the mission statement, we exist to glorify God by making disciples in the spirit of love. With the attitude, okay, our motivation is love. In fact, Jesus was asked one day, what is the greatest of all the commandments? Of all the 613 specific commands in the Old Testament, which one of them is the greatest? And when yung tubag ni Jesus, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And if you think about it, even the Ten Commandments can, can be divided into two categories. The first four refers to your relationship with God. And if you love God, you obey the first four. And then the second thing is Jesus, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Commandment number five or six onwards. It's the Ten Commandments. Okay, obey your parents. Do not murder. Do not lie. Do not covet. That's the motivation. So, ang mag-drive na to, nga maghimo tag mga tinunan is because I want to obey God. I will joyfully obey the command of my King. I like that phrase. I was reading Psalm 74 this morning and I encountered that phrase. Ngayon ang psalmist, For you, O Lord, my God is my King. We sang it today, this morning. Okay? You are my king. Is Jesus your king indeed? Because if he is your king, then you are his servant. And the joy of the servant is to serve his king. Kalipay sa usaka ulipon, walay lain kung dili matuman unsa ang ganahan sa iyahang hari. Nagialagaran. I was watching an, an old movie or a new movie based on the old times. And grabe kayo ang ilang loyalty, ang ilang willingness to sacrifice their own lives for the sake of their service to the queen and to the king. Their life meant pleasing the king and pleasing the queen. 
Muna ilahang kinabuhi. And that's the picture on taas atong relationship with our God. Yet, yes, He's our friend. Yes, He's the lover of our soul. Yes, He's your best friend. But remember this, He is also God. Do not remove that part, the, the sense of awe and wonder and holy fear sa imong ginoo. Usahay mo gano'n, atong imagine kay ang, 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 ang sikat mo gano'n, ang trending mo gano'n, ng teaching among the Christian churches is that, you know, Jesus is your friend, Jesus is, you know, your, your, the lover of your soul, He's your best friend, and so we take God casually because we think that way, kung usa atong paglantaw sa atong best friend, ingunan po na itong pag-treat sa atong gino. But hey, do not forget, He is God. He deserves more than that. Don't be too casual with God. Okay? You cannot treat God the way you treat your best friends. Because He is God. He deserves your worship. He deserves your reverence. He deserves your holy fear. So, ang motivation is, Lord, I love you enough. Sama sige ni Peter, I love you enough to obey your command. And the command is, go and make disciples. That way you glorify God. And then you love others enough to care for their souls, to care for their eternal destination. You realize that when, when people were born, they were born sinners. And sinners, they're bound to go to hell. Because of our sins, disqualified ta nga makasulod sa langit. Qualified ta nga maato sa impyerno. We don't deserve to be in heaven because of our sins. We deserve God's wrath, God's judgment of eternal flames in the place called hell. The second death. And so, love for people and compassion for them, that will motivate you to take the step forward, to take the initiative to start a conversation and direct that conversation to the gospel. Kung ikaw nagkay genuine concern and love for other people and realize nga kining kinabuya lumalabay lamang ni. Naani siya'y kinutuban. Unya, wag kita kabalo kung kanus ata mahuman. Di ba dagan kayong nasyak pagkamatay ni Kobe Bryant? Nato ko sa meeting sa Osaka, sa Osaka grupo nga akong yapilan. Um, it was 9 o'clock in the morning. The first thing, gisugat yun sa Osaka sa mga kauban. Kabalo mo nga namatay na si Kobe Bryant? Ha? Kisa? Kisa nga Kobe? Kato bang NBA star? Patay na si Kobe Bryant? Basko gayo. Okay? Physically, Maglantaw ka, oh may wala siya problema, wala siya sakit, as far as we know. Shocking kayo, nasyak mo, ano, daging kayo nag-uol, lingon nga, nga nung si Kobe Bryant man, batanon pa kayo, usik kayo, kinabuhi, 41 years old, aya, punta siya, nag-enjoy sa mga bunga, siyang kahago for many years of hard work, nga nung si Kobe Bryant pa man, na iningon bitaw, nga nung si Kobe Bryant pa man, good lord, nga nung dili man ako, gitubag bitaw siya, nade kay helikopter, Oh, wala. Oh, digil ka. Pwede mapuling ko, Brian. Kay helicopter mo doon siya nga namatay. Okay? Seriously. Okay? Atong hunanawa na siya. Kung nakakay genuine care sa so ubang tao. 
And remember nga na ay katapusan ng matagusa. Kung wala sila nakailan ni Jesus, maskin unsa pa sila kabuutan, unsa pa sila kamaayong tao sa ibabaw ay ninkilibutan na dili enough ang ilang good works, dili acceptable ang ilang good works at ubangan sa ginoo. They need to know the truth. They need to hear the truth from you who knows the truth. How can they believe ningon si Paul if they cannot hear? But how can they hear until ikaw, you make yourself available nga ipadala ka sa ginoong at ilaha so that you can speak and proclaim the gospel in the power of the Holy Spirit. So love should motivate us. Love for the Lord and love for others. That's our mission statement. That's the mission of Grow Point. Okay, atong mission is to glorify God. And we want to do that primarily by making disciples. To rescue as many as we can from the kingdom of darkness and bring them to the kingdom of light. Making ourselves available for God's use every day. Go. And that word go is actually a participle in, in the original language, which means as you are going about your daily business. Whatever you do in life, as a student, as a working professional, as a businessman, whatever you're doing in life, as you are going about your daily routine, make use of every opportunity. Seize and create opportunities to make disciples. That's why we're here. That's why we're still allowed. And by God, magpadayanog, Mabuhi ini yang kalibutan, maginhawas iyang hangin, and everything. Okay, kung wala ni, you remove the Great Commission, then we have no reason for staying on this sin-cursed world. God would rather bring us home to heaven, where there fellowship is perfect and worship is perfect. Okay, understanding of the truth, you have it everything there. Pero napumatay mission. That's making disciples. So in line with that, so we were praying, and I w- I've been praying for this for a few years now since I joined Grow Point Damageti. What is God's vision for this church? What is God's desired future for this church? How does, how, you know, minka nga, okay, if, if, if ang grow point tumagayte magkinabuhi o giniyang ipersong yung mission, how does that look like? How will grow point tumagayte specifically fulfill that mission? That's not a vision. And the vision, um, kaning paggama sa vision statement has been a process nga. Ako pud mismo has benefited greatly. Okay, ang akong relationship ni God as I seek the Lord's mind together with our leaders. Okay? Mas nagkatinaw, mas nagkatinaw, unsa dyan ipabuhat sa ginoo sa toa. So last year, we gave out a vision statement that I've decided we will bring in more details to be more specific, to, you know, set a clearer path for us all. A clearer picture perhaps, and hopefully mag-grasp natin siya. So here's our vision statement. The vision is to see the believers in grow point Grow as healthy disciples. Now, last year we stopped there and then we continued the sentence by saying, uh, 
Mingontanga, we want to see them growing as healthy disciples who are making disciples. But this, this time, ato ang clarify. We want to see the believers in Grow Point grow as healthy disciples, which means this. There are people who worship God passionately, walk with Christ intimately, and work in the power of the Spirit fruitfully, and who are making healthy disciples within their sphere of influence in a small group context. I'm going to discuss this morning. Okay, um, there has been a pilot. There have been pilot small groups gamongi launch uh, last year, and I worked with Jessa was still here last year, and so I was working closely with her. I was working with Bernard and Brother Chris, and of course, Kamini Eric, some adults. So as we are learning this, and so we're hoping that this year we can formally launch these small groups called life groups. And as far as we know, based on the feedbacks and some of my evaluation, this has, katumangan mga appeal sa pilot small groups, okay, uh, has benefited from that. Ngana grow sila, ang ilang relationship with one another, makaingon jud sila po nga na develop, ang ilang, you know, that the support and the accountability level has, has greatly helped them. So we want to uh, share that to the entire church as we seek to be a church of small groups and not just, as, not just a church with small groups. So small groups will not be just another ministry. Small groups will be the backbone of everything we do. Denisa, the, the framework of everything we do, Denisa, Grow point. So we'll do everything through small groups. So atong ganahang makitaan is this. Nga ang tanang Christian nga nag-anay sa grow point, magtubo nga healthy disciples. And we have three adjectives for a healthy disciple. Someone who worships God with passion. Someone who walks with God, you know, with intimacy. And someone who works or serves the Lord fruitfully in the power of the Holy Spirit. And not only that, healthy disciples, but he's making other healthy disciples in a small group. So if you take yourself, ang ato ang handum nga ikaw, okay, makita ka nga nag-grow ka spiritually, nga ikaw mismo nag-grow ka as a healthy disciple. That as a Christian, you are worshiping God passionately, you are walking with Christ intimately, and you are serving the Lord in the power of the Spirit fruitfully. That's our vision. That, that's what God wants Grow Point to do with its people. And not only that, we want to see you, God wants to see you making disciples. That means... If you're a healthy disciple who's worshiping, walking, and working for God, God wants you to reproduce yourself. God wants you, okay, to make other healthy disciples like you. Gets? That's God's desire. That's God's vision for Grow Point. So let's talk a little bit more about these three W's. Some of you have heard this. Roughly, sa ato ang welcome nights, welcome lunch nga gihimo last year. But I want to talk a little bit more about this this morning. A healthy disciple is a believer or a follower of Jesus Christ who worships, walks, and 
works for God, as I've mentioned. Someone who makes disciples by maturing believers and by multiplying leaders. So ang ato ang pag-disciple, ang goal, like two general goals, we want to help mature other believers and we want to reproduce leaders. We want leaders to be raised in this church. So let's talk about worship. Tanang tao gibuat sa ginoo to worship something or someone. We are always seeking for someone or something to worship. Ang pursuit to fulfill oneself with more things like deeper thoughts, greater accomplishments, stronger experiences. Makita ni mo everywhere. Okay? We want more. But the simple truth is this. Every one of us, ang matagosa sa tua, we have a desperate longing for the eternal one. Kainingon pa ang ginoo sa iyang pulong, God has placed eternity in each man's heart. There is a longing for an eternal one. Sa ito ang kasing-kasing. That's why earthly, non-eternal worldly things will never completely satisfy. Maskin pakag ikaw may tagaan sa tanang, uh, tanang katigayunan, tanang butang sa kalibutan. All kinds of earthly pleasures, maimuha pa na tanan. It will never be enough. You will never be satisfied. You will always want something more. You know why? Because earthly things will never satisfy your longing for the eternal one. Ingon pa mga, obang mga preachers, there is a God-shaped hole in your soul that only God can fit in perfectly and would satisfy that longing completely. Wag yung lain makatagbaw ana gawas ato ang ginoo. So, we are to worship God. We are to ascribe to the Lord the glory due to His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Here's a warning. Tungod kay kita are worshiping beings. Worship that is directed to things and other people. Worship that is not directed to God, but directed to anything else and anyone else is called idolatry. And that is sin. If there's anyone or anything that stands between you and God, that becomes more important to you other than God, that is an idol. And God hates idolatry. Sometimes, satol kayo ang mga gitawag ng idols of the heart. Some people, okay, make their family more important than God. And if imugin i-evaluate ang imuang pang-adlaw-adlaw nga routine, you might discover so many idols in your heart. Some people make their work more important than God. Some people make money and making money more important than God. We have so many idols in our hearts. May the Lord reveal that to us. Kung ikaw willing po ka nga i-forsake good nimo ang imuhang mga idols so that you can give to God the worship that He deserves. Remember, ningon na gino sa Ten Commandments, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Exodus chapter 20 verse 3. One of the greatest sins okay, is directing our adoration, 
our worship to someone else and something else. That's idolatry. Psalm 95 verse 6, O come, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Why? John would answer that in Revelation 4.11. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Siya ang ato ang magbubuhat. Mao nga, ang ginoo. Angayan sa tuwang pagsimba o pagdaig. Angayan sa tuwang pagworship. And listen to the heart of God revealed by the Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, John, I mean, the Lord Jesus talking to the woman at the well. He said in verse 23, But an hour is coming, and now he's here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And listen to this. Listen to the heart of God. He says, Yes, the Father wants such people to worship Him. In other versions, Jesus said, The Father is seeking for such to worship Him. The Lord desires worshipers. True worshipers who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you are a healthy disciple, you are a worshiping individual. Worshiping Him privately and personally and worshiping Him publicly in a corporate setting like this. And that's what whether whatever is your private place where you can commune with God alone and worship Him and sing to Him and ascribe to Him glory and honor. You should do that if, if healthy kang disciple. And then you should do it corporately and publicly as well. Worship. First mark of a healthy disciple. Number two, walking with the Lord. Kaning phrase bitaw or kaning panaltihon nga walking with Christ, hulagway ni siya sa atong relationship sa gino. And gigamit siya throughout the New Testament. Okay? Mingkang um, walk, unsa may bot pasabot, mingkang walk. It's a series of step. Okay? Moving forward. Step by step ng relationship dia sa ato ang gino. And kining journey, kining um Panaw uban sa ginoo ining kinabuhi ah. Started kanang personal relationship started on the day nga nagrepent ka og imong gidawat si Kristo nga imuhang manluluwas. That's the starting point for you. When you embraced him by faith so that he has forgiven your sins, he has given you his righteousness and eternal life and you became a child of God through Christ. That's the beginning of your journey, of your walk in Christ. And God has given us the necessary tools magamit, so that we can have a growing, a deepening relationship with Him. This is commonly called spiritual disciplines. Kani mga spiritual disciplines are tools magamit, and when we use it faithfully, it will help us grow spiritually. It will help us ato ang walk with God. What are some of these spiritual disciplines that we need to practice? Basic ayon siya. And here in Grow Point, we want to see every believer here nga magbuhat ani. Okay? 
Nganatay, obedience to the Word of God. And of course, logically, you cannot obey something you have not read and you have not learned. So obedience to the Word of God includes reading the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, understanding the Word of God, and then applying it. So we want to see the believers here in Grow Point, by God's grace, to be obedient to the Word of God. And that, of course, includes being, being in the Word of God regularly. That's why we promote and we encourage you to read your Bibles for yourselves. Okay? I hope now when you start your relationship with God, for some people it's changing religion. But changing religion will not help you. Because if you're only changing religion, you're only changing the place where you worship. But you never change the way you live. No. To us, when you got saved, you've started a relationship with God. And relationship demands time with one another. If wala may time, sisigusa, wala relationship nga may tabo. Some people are married for many years, but they don't have a relationship with their spouse because they never talk. They never have time for themselves. Some people have their children. Because time for one another. Relationship demands time. Same is true with our relationship with God. You cannot develop your relationship with God without you spending the time with God alone, communing with Him, fellowshipping with Him through His Word, listening to Him through His Word, and talking to Him through prayer. That's another discipline that we want you, we desire that every believer here in Grow Point will, will practice. Personal, regular prayer. So we have personal Bible study, intentional prayer, and then to help us be accountable and have that support system so we can continue spending time with God and spending time with God in prayer and His Word and in serving others, we encourage you to be part of a small group. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, the Bible says this, All Scripture is breathed out or inspired by God and is profitable, beneficial. For what? For teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete or matured, equipped, and able to do every good work. Monang natay Bible. Dili ni panghadlok og aswang. Okay? Dili ni panghadlok og daotang espiritu. Anaani mong demonyo, anay katawaan kaniya. Nga naman, mas kabalo pa siya anay kaysa sa imuha. Okay? The Word of God is only powerful when you study it and learn it and obey it and apply it in your life and trust it and claim it and live by it. So the Word of God is to be read so that you will benefit from it. Number two, spend time with God in prayer. First John 14, I mean 5, 14 to 15. And by the way, any connection in Doha, spending time in the Word of God and prayer is closely related. You cannot separate the two. First John 5, 14, 15. And this is the confidence that we have toward Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, 
We know that we have the request that we ask of Him. But how can you know the will of God apart from the Word of God? There's no way. If you want to know the will of God so you can pray according to His will, you've got to spend time in the Word. Spend time in the Word. And then, spend time with God in serving others. Hebrews 10, 24-25, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near, the day of the Lord's return. Encouraging one another. How? By serving one another. By looking out for one another. By watching each other's back. Okay? Through prayer and support and necessary and helpful rebuke. Okay? We need to learn to gently and lovingly rebuke one another and restore one another and help one another, sharpen one another's iron. We have to be open to that. So that will help you with your walk with God. And thirdly, if you're a healthy disciple, you're working or serving the Lord. Jesus gave us the example. Mark 10.45, our key verse, Satan series, Jesus on the move. For even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. That's why Jesus came. And then listen to what He said in John chapter 20, verse 21. He said, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. So we are to do exactly what Jesus did. Not dying on the cross, not rising from the dead but serving others. It, do, it does require death to self, and it does require rising and walking in a newness of life. And Jesus gave us an example in John chapter 13 where He took a basin of water and washed His disciples' feet. And then he, this is what He said, I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. We should be washing each other's feet. Meaning to say, we should be serving one another. Use your spiritual gift that God has given you to benefit other believers. To edify the church. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. As each, know this, as each, walay exempted, walay na miss ang ginoo, walay na overlook sa ginoo, walay wala na lista, so to speak. As each has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Spiritual gifts is not for self-promotion and self-exaltation. When you know your gift, use it not to promote yourself, but to help other believers to benefit the body of Christ. That's the purpose of the gift, the spiritual gift. You may have the gift of preaching, the gift of evangelism, the gift of exhortation, the gift of service, whatever gift that God has given you. If you don't even know, you will have the opportunity to know. Just let, I mean, just come to us. Just come to us. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. And this is really where the weight of this vision is. Read the, verse, the verses with me. In the Bible, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. For what purpose? Nganong naaman ang apostles and prophets, evangelists, 
teachers, shepherds, nama pastors, why are we here? Why did God call us? What is our main task? What is our God-given role in the body of Christ? This is our God-given role. To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry belongs to the body of Christ. Belongs to the church members. Belongs to the body of believers. The work of the pastors and the leaders is to equip you so that you can do the work. Sadly, in many cases, in many churches, the pastors are the ones, only, only the ones doing the work. They're the only ones who are going out evangelizing and making disciples and leading in Bible studies. But that's not biblical. I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor. I'm saying this because this is what the Word of God says. You should be the one going out there evangelizing. You should be the one going out there making disciples in small groups. You should be the one proclaiming the truth out there, telling the world about Jesus. My job is to train you, to equip you to do that. Of course, I cannot train you if I'm not doing it myself. I have to set an example. But the work of the ministry belongs to you. So if this church is not reaching out to the community, know this. At the judgment seat of Christ, you will be accountable, not me. Or not just me, to be more accurate. I am accountable, but not just me. It's all of us. I hope you got the point. If you got to make a commitment, I hope you will gain personal biblical conviction this morning that it is your ministry. It's the work of the believer. The work of the ministry. And then you go to the Bible. If you do that, if you are equipped to do the work of the ministry, for what purpose? For the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So you should be serving the Lord in one of the ministries. That's why natay mga ministry tables set up. Some of them here, some of them downstairs. Later on, after this message, we will give you the opportunity to approach those tables, to come in one or two of those tables, ask questions at mga ministry leaders how you can be part of their ministry and start serving the Lord. That's what we will do this morning. And by the way, announcement. You don't have to rush kainatagi preparing a lunch for everybody. Okay? You don't have to, we don't have to rush this. Because if this is, ang ato ang point is this. We wanna, we wanna send a message in you that we're serious about this. We're serious about the vision. We wanna see you grow as healthy disciples who are worshiping God, walking with Him, and serving Him, working for King Jesus. So we set up some ministry tables. And these ministries are in need of volunteers. And you have the opportunity to serve the Lord in one of these ministries or two of these ministries. If So please, consider that in your mind as we continue. So how to be a healthy disciple who worships God passionately, walks with Christ intimately, and works in the power of the Spirit fruitfully? My suggestion is be part of a ministry and be part of a small group. This is our part, major parts, ato ang uh, direction this year is ang small group. 
Why small group? Very quickly, I'll give you some reasons. Number one, because this is the biblical model that ni Jesus. Jesus ministered in small groups. And this was also the model that makita sa first century church in the book of Acts. If you read Acts chapter 2, 47, uh, 42 to 47, okay, they had small groups of people. Although those small groups were not very small. Hundreds. Thousands sometimes. Okay. And um, the point is, it's a small group na setting mangod. Okay, it's it's very practical. It provides genuine care. Kay Jutay Raman mo. You will have you will receive personal, intentional care so that you will be known and beloved by the members of your uh, of your group. It also promotes spiritual growth. Kay ano man. Ang small group mangod is conducive for discussing personal applications to the truth. I mean, if you're if you get convicted by a truth in your Bible study, and there's like 100 of you, very few people have the courage to stand up and say, you know, I got the rebuke, and, and, and God is speaking to me in this area of my life. I need to repent from this sin, and I need your prayer. Very few of you will stand if there's anyone. But if upatramo, and in that small group, you have developed some kind of relationship, a, a deeper friendship, wherein you build your trust with one another, you, you care for one another, you begin to support one another, then you'll be more open and you'll be more willing to be vulnerable and open up. And what's important thing to open up? Ka? Because when you open up, that's when they see the real you. And when they see the real you, then you will be ministered accordingly. Maglisod mga utag minister to one another kung natay mask per me. Kung natay facade per me. We want to break down those facades and those walls through genuine loving relationship in small groups so that ma-ministeran ka, matabangan ka. So it promotes spiritual growth and then it produces leaders. This is the best place to disciple or mentor and mature believers into becoming leaders. Small group also is the real work of the church. It's helping people know God through Jesus and become healthy, growing followers of Jesus. So here's our short description of our small group ministry. This is our desire that we will become an uncommon community. It's not just a club. It's not just a social group. Okay? It's an uncommon community applying God's truth in everyday life Marked by unashamed worship and authentic fellowship, expressed by a fervent love for one another. I know that's a lot to take in for now, but I hope you'll take that down and think about it. picture small group. This is the best environment for mutual ministry as well. So a few things happen in a small group, like group discussion, and basically you don't just discuss the meaning of the text. So it's not just a Bible study, okay? It's discussing application of the truth for everyday life. How can we apply this? There is accountability. And then of course, there's prayer support for one another. So that's our vision. To see every believer in Grow Point growing as healthy disciples who worship God passionately, who walks with Christ intimately, who works in the power of the Spirit fruitfully, 
and who is making healthy disciples within their sphere of influence in the context of small groups. That's the vision. So, here are some applications. Number one, first, be a growing, healthy disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ yourself. Okay, if you like a healthy disciple, you will not be producing healthy disciples. So, ask God to help you to be a healthy disciple. Number two, be making disciples, healthy disciples. Be about the mission. Build some what we call redemptive relationships. So you don't just make friends for the sake of having more friends. You make friends with a mission. Mission of introducing them into a wonderful relationship with Christ. And thirdly, be part of a small group where you yourself can continue, continue to grow and where you have the opportunity to fulfill the great commission of making disciples to mature believers, and to reproduce leaders. Alright? I hope nga ma-challenge sana. So, can we flash the vision statement? So here's our vision statement. Let's read it together. Ready? Begin. To see the believers in Grow Point grow as healthy disciples who worship God passionately, walk with Christ intimately, and work in the power of His Spirit fruitfully, and who are making healthy disciples within their sphere of influence in a small group context. So, it's a growth point, and in the past, we've been emphasizing greatly about worship and personal walk with Christ. But today, as a Vision Sunday, we want to encourage you to seriously consider being part of a ministry. 